I'm Jorge Salazar, reporting from the Texas Advanced Computing Center. New discoveries about our origins as humans might lie buried deep in the data of human fossils. That's according to Dene Reed, an associate professor in the Department of Anthropology at the University of Texas at Austin. Dr. Reed is the principal investigator of PaleoCore, an informatics initiative funded by the National Science Foundation. PaleoCore aims to get researchers of human origins all on the same page with their fossil data and it'll use the Wrangler data-intensive supercomputer attack to store and make meaningful connections of the data. Dr. Reed spoke with me in his office at UT about PaleoCore and Wrangler. Dr. Reed, thank you for speaking with us today. Pleasure to be here. What is PaleoCore? PaleoCore is an NSF-funded cyberinformatics project or initiative, uh, and it has three main goals. One is to develop data standards that allow better integration and sharing between different research projects in paleoanthropology and in paleontology more generally. The second is uh, developing a data repository, and especially a geospatially aware data repository for data that's collected in paleoanthropology and paleontology. And the third is developing novel data collection tools that make it easier for researchers to do their work in the field. Could you give us a little bit of the scope of this repository? It grew out of my work at a paleoanthropological research site in northeastern Ethiopia called Dikika, and another site that we're now developing called the Melelogia Project, which is about 50 kilometers north of that. And for those two projects, which I've been an active participant in for about 10 years now or more, uh, we've been developing uh, kind of cutting-edge data collection techniques and I wanted to make some of those techniques more broadly available, and also as a way of encouraging data exchange and integration across research projects adjacent to ours and in other parts of East Africa, so we could get a better idea about the big picture scope of human evolution in Africa. So that's how it originated. Our ambitions since then have really come to be developing a repository in a way of at least searching data uh, relevant to paleoanthropology for all fossils that are collected. One as a start, a way of being able to index and search all the known fossils related to human origins. When you uh, mentioned this new ways of collecting data, could you speak a little bit more to that? Sure. Well, when we go out in the field and collect fossils, uh, in the old days when I was a student, we would collect fossils and at the end of the day come back and catalog them, pen and paper. And eventually those might get entered, may or may not get entered into some sort of digital collection like an Excel worksheet or maybe even to a database. Since then, we've tried to streamline things. So now when we work uh, in the field in Ethiopia, when we find a fossil, we record specific information about it as it's found in real time on mobile devices. In this case, we're using iOS devices like our iPhones and iPads that automatically record the GPS location of the fossil, as well as who collected it, the date and time, what kind of fossil we think it is, its stratigraphic position, and all of that is captured at the moment we pick up the fossil. It is fascinating to see how scientists in the field are using uh, these new tools of cell phones and high-performance computing systems. Yeah, mobile devices have really had a big impact, both in terms of cost, before some of these things were kind of cost prohibitive for us, but also in terms of time and effort what it takes, new user interfaces make it a lot easier and faster to collect the data in real time. So a big impediment to doing this earlier was just the overhead of entering the information as you're collecting it, it was too slow. But now better user interfaces make it possible to collect those data fast enough that it's really useful. Plus all the mobile devices now come with really great uh, cameras 
and uh, you know, video capabilities allow us to take great imagery and capture GPS positioning. For fossils especially, the, the fossil itself has some value. As valuable as a fossil is what we know about its provenience and where it comes from. So knowing its stratigraphic position and its spatial position relative to the stratigraphy, but also to other fossils is critical and helps us interpret the fossil and make meaning out of it. So being able to capture the spatial position and georeference it on the spot in real time is a big advantage for us. Also is uh, improved technology in terms of how you transfer those data from the mobile device into a database. And a lot of those advances have come through improvements, especially in open source software for spatial databases. So the Open Geospatial Consortium has made a lot of advances that make it possible to create and manage open source spatial databases using things like Postgres and PostGIS. And this is very cost effective again, because this is free open source software. And those databases are spatially aware databases. So the data are stored natively, the spatial data are stored in a native format that makes it easy to uh, render them in a GIS client application or to pull them into a statistical analysis software suite like R. Um, and that's really improving the quality and our ability to do research. Would you speak a little bit to um, this new system that Tech is uh, launching, Wrangler? What scientific challenges are you hoping that Wrangler might be able to help with? Absolutely. Um, TAC is a history of innovating in terms of high-performance computing, but a lot of that's been directed towards things that need to do a lot of really fast number crunching, either in physics, geophysics, or things like that. And I think what TAC's been trying to do more recently is expand the opportunities into fields that haven't really been aware of what's possible with high-performance computing. And so what we've tried to do is take advantage, for instance, of some of the geoprocessing and database capabilities that are available through Wrangler to create large archives. And then for us, the next stage is really, as we create these databases, finding ways to link the data with other such databases. So we're like looking at big opportunities in linked open data. And Wrangler is the type of platform that enables that. Uh, enables first for us to store large amounts of data, both in terms of imagery, satellite imagery, and related things that go along with geospatial data. Then also to start looking at ways to effectively link those data with other data repositories in real time. And thirdly, kind of looking out in the future, we're looking at ways of creating virtual reality simulations of our data. And structure for motion is another technology that's really changing the way we do paleontology and archaeology. So Structure for Motion allows us to quickly create um, virtual reality simulations and 3D models of things that are captured via imagery. So if you take a bunch of different photographs of a thing, like an object, say a fossil or an artifact, or a place like Dikika, all those different photographs, if you know their vantage points, can be combined rapidly to construct a virtual reality simulation of that place, a 3D model of it. It's computationally intensive, especially you might have to combine thousands of photographs to do it, but the technology is there to do it relatively rapidly and relatively inexpensively. Even more interesting is that engineers here at UT are actually developing systems that allow us to take structure for motion images that are quickly georeferenced using new signal processing tools that allow us to use much cheaper GPS antennas. So we can quickly and inexpensively get high precision GPS coordinates for every photograph as they're taken. And then you get not only 
virtual reality simulations, but automatically georeferenced virtual reality simulations and 3D models of places and artifacts. And so this creates great new opportunities in terms of learning potential and, you know, places like Dikika in Ethiopia, it's tough to bring students there. It's tough to really demonstrate what's going on. And to be able to do that in a virtual reality simulation is really exciting. All of a sudden, students can kind of see for themselves exactly where this fossil came from or what this artifact looks like, be able to manipulate it. And even if they can't get there themselves, at least in part sharing the experience. Speak a little bit more about how you're planning to use Wrangler. Sure, I'm hoping to use it as a flexible data store that can meet the needs of both traditional relational database queries and linked open data queries as a massive data store. Well, massive in relative terms. When we talk about uh, what's big data to me probably isn't big data to a lot of other people, but still. Big data in the sense of the entirety of the fossil record, if we can expand to that, and the archival abilities that that might open up. So we want to work not only with Wrangler, but also with institutions like the UT Library System to really be able to preserve these data. For many of the countries that we're working in, this is their cultural heritage. This is a major resource for them. So we need to be able to ensure not only that the data are rapidly available, accessible, searchable, and everything else, but that they're safely archived. And again, a lot of the data that we're collecting, the moment you find a fossil, the moment you move it or collect it or put it into a museum, you're destroying half the data. Uh, there's a quip in archaeology that we're one of the few fields where we, you know, kill our informants, essentially. By excavating something, by digging it up, you're destroying some of the most valuable information. That's why it's so important to capture those data reliably, store them reliably for posterity, and be able to reuse them and make the most out of them. Every piece of information is really valuable. So those are some of the ways in which I think Wrangler is going to be key for us. You've been listening to Dene Reed of UT Austin. For the Texas Advanced Computing Center, I'm Jorge Salazar.